Hello, I'm Mariette Sneijman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others. Today's topic is, what are the challenges for 60-plusers? My guest is Marilyn Hallett from You've Earned It, the digital media platform for South African 60-plusers. Marilyn lives in Cape Town. Welcome, Marilyn. Oh, thanks, Marriott. Thank you very much for the lovely introduction and uh, hello to you and all of your listeners. And thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast series. And it's such a pleasure to be here. <laughs> I'm very excited. To our listeners, after our conversation, Marilyn will give us her three tips for living a joyous and fulfilling life. And then it will be fun question time. Now, Marilyn, it seems to me a woman is supposed to keep her age a secret. But I'm just going to admit <laughs> that I qualify for your platform. <laughs> Can you tell us the story of your platform? Because I know you switched careers at 50-something and started You've Earned It. So tell us what You've Earned It is and why you focused on this age group. Okay, no, that, that, that's great. Thank you, Mariette. Yeah, I know you're quite right. I, I did switch careers at 50-something, and uh, in my previous life, I was involved in academic recruitment, and I was actually at the University of Cape Town for over 30 years. So, And it really wasn't my intention to leave or to take early retirement, but we all know that life has a habit of uh, chucking curveballs at you. So, yeah, the backstory of You've Earned It is actually quite interesting. And uh, it all started, uh, I'd been on an overseas trip with my husband several years ago. And that was in the days, oh, you probably remember the days of traveler's checks. And I, um, after the holiday, I went to the bank to change some traveler's checks. And I noticed that they had a leaflet, which was marketing an over 55s plan. So I thought, I don't know about that. So I asked the consultant why I, as a customer, didn't know about that. And I was told, well, you've got to apply for it. And then I thought, well, how do you apply for something you don't know anything about? Mm -hmm. And because I'm forever curious, I decided, no, no, I need to do some research into this. What's on offer for this age group? And then and that's what I started. I've always loved research and writing, and uh, but this was fascinating. The more I found out, the more interesting it became. And I became like a dog with a bone. And I was really compelled to keep at it. And the more research I did, the more the subject of retirement started becoming a great interest and uh, and probably a bit of a passion at that stage. And then I got to a stage where I realized I had to do something with all of the information I'd put together. And so after months and uh, quite a lot of nagging, the, <laughs> the publisher's duties took on the project. And then the book you've earned, it was uh, born and published by them in 2008. And that book listed over 400 companies at that time, which offered discounts and benefits. Okay, so now I was at a stage where the book was published uh, and I was working full time in a job I loved, but I really knew I had to take that project further. And so one thing led to another and I made the decision to plunge into early retirement. And so it was in 2011 that I officially launched the online business. And my thinking was that the business needed to be online because uh, in order to keep the information up to date and current. 
And at that stage, I mean, I was in my 50s. I'd been online since the 1980s, since the World Wide Web started. So I figured that most people in, in my age group and, and, and above would probably have quite a bit of knowledge of, of the Internet. Anyway, we, we launched the online business and uh, we've been, yeah, we've been online ever since. So that's kind of how we started. So I think, you know, today we're 11 years on and we've really evolved. We've evolved into a, a platform that consists of a, a website, a fortnightly newsletter that we send out, and that's free to our subscribers. Um, we have our Facebook page, and this year we started our WhatsApp group initiative, which is going immensely well. And now you've earned it has a reach to over 104,060-pluses nationwide. And one of the main things that we do is we publish articles that are of relevance to this age group, and we also showcase savings, benefits, and discounts to, you know, to, to 60 pluses in general, pensioners, retirees, and baby boomers. But it's a really informative and fun and interesting uh, and on-point platform where we publish articles that are completely relevant to this age group. I know we're going to get to the challenges later on, and we'll probably discuss that in a bit of depth. But, um, you know, let me give you a couple of examples of the kind of articles that we publish. I mean, recently we published one on how to care for your loved one with Alzheimer's. And then recently we did a finance article, which was uh, we've actually been doing it for three years now because it's really very popular. It's a tax guide for seniors in 2022. And then we have articles, how, how to unpack life rights, that kind of thing. And then the offers, we, we go searching for the best offers in the country. And you know, to give you an idea of the kind of offers that we put out, um, Kakakama, they've been uh, with you, Vernda, for several years. And they, they offer a massive 45% discount, discount to seniors. And there's the Click Seniors Club, where people can earn 4% cashback. And, and we also love the fun stuff. Uh, and you know, for, recently we onboarded a company and I thought this was such a great idea. And I hope I'm allowed to mention it. But, um, is that okay, Maria? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, cool. The, the, the company is called Best Speech Ever. And some people might think, well, what's all that about? And um, it's actually all about helping people to prepare a magical, moving and memorable speech at an important occasion. So it could be your child's wedding or grandchild's wedding, it could be a 50th, 50th wedding anniversary, that kind of thing. So we love that kind of stuff as well. It, it's, it's fun and it also helps people. And, you know, you probably get some people out there who are scared to death of uh, preparing a speech uh, for, you know, a very important occasion. Mm. And this could be something that helps them. So I guess, you know, we've come to the point now where I call you've earned the South African world of 60 pluses because we, we cover so much. And... Um, you know, the challenges that we'll talk about later, I mean, we talk about all of those. There's downsizing, decluttering, where and why and how when it comes to retirement villages. We talk about aging in place. We talk about living with family or in an old age home, the life of senior entrepreneurs, travel. That's a really hot topic with that age group. So that's kind of where we're at. We, we really we publish a lot and we're a great platform to be on and be part of. Yes, I've been receiving your newsletters for years and there's always something fresh and interesting because if I'm correct, when you started, you didn't focus on 60 pluses, you focused on 55 pluses, no? 
Yeah, no, you're right. The book was geared actually at uh, 50 pluses, uh, and we decided to make it more retirement uh, friendly. So started at that we changed it to 60 pluses. But in essence, and, and I think we'll probably get to it later, but uh, I think really we are reaching a lot of younger people and also people who are preparing for retirement from you know, their 40s and 50s as well. But inherently, it's a 60 plus platform. This is exactly why I invited you onto the podcast, because my friends, many of them are retiring at this stage. So I wanted to talk to you about the challenges, but we are not only going to talk about the challenges of retirement. We're also going to talk about the challenges of people who are still working. Yes, definitely. And having said that... I think we Yes? Sorry. What I'm actually going to do is cover the, the working and retirement amongst the challenges, because that is a, a big factor. Yes. As we've just said, 60 pluses make up a diverse group could you give us your view on this? Yeah, definitely. Long longevity plays a big role here. And that's because people are living a lot longer than their parents and grandparents. And they, they say that only 6% of South Africans have saved enough to see them through retirement. A recent report I've read has said 8%, but the, the, the norm is usually 6%. And you know, because of that, 60 plus are really having to get creative. And, and people are, they're becoming entrepreneurs at that kind of age. They're starting businesses, despite the fact that they might not necessarily have any business or entrepreneurial experience or skills or knowledge, but they've got to learn fast. So we've got a 60 plus generation who are not just diverse in terms of race, culture and ethnicity. They're diverse in terms of their retirement status, status. They might be retired, they might have to work, they might be battling with life with very little pension. You know, for example, the SASA pensioners, they could have a diversity of living experiences. You know, they could be independent and living on their own. They could be living with family or they could be living in communities. That's becoming a lot more popular these days. You know, that's kind of inverted commas, golden girls scenario. And, you know, they also have diversity in their physical ability and also in their health conditions. And you know, Mariette, it's such a huge group. In the industry, we call it the silver tsunami. And it's a, a but it's a generation of 60 pluses that's got massive potential. And it's actually one of the most exciting growth markets available to brands today. And another term for the age group is the silver economy. And that represents a powerful market, you know, growing both in numbers and value. And it actually remains quite untapped in terms of its uh, consumer potential. And there's such an interesting demographic, you know, that they've got the experience that other age groups don't necessarily have. They've got all the knowledge, the wisdom, the skills that they've developed over time. And they really make for excellent mentors and are wonderful storytellers. And I reckon that, that this age group are just a form of blessing for us all. And they're, they're the greatest treasures in, in the family and probably in society and the nation. Yeah, but in this diversity of, of 60 pluses, there's also a bit of a downside because there's so many that have been considered to be a burden because so many have not been able to save adequately for the last third of their lives. Um, yeah, I heard such a sad story the other day, and, I, and I'm quite sure this kind of thing happens regularly. I heard about two daughters that were looking after and paying for their 60-something mother's flat because all she had to live on was a SASA pension. And I don't know, something must have happened, but the daughters decided they weren't going to pay for the flat anymore. And, you know, that essentially leaves that person, that mother, homeless, because no one these days can exist on a SASA pension. 
And that you can multiply that by thousands because there's thousands of SASA pensioners out there. And South Africa is a hard place to live for older people who have no means and no pension. So that's becoming a real massive problem. Yeah, so I think you show that on your platform, you look at everything from, as you say, the sad side to the brighter side. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Why would you say it's essential for retirees to have a purpose? Okay, that's one of my big passions and bugbears in life. I, I really, that's something so important. It's such an interesting question. I could really talk for hours on it, but I'll try and keep it short. You know, essentially purpose means investing yourself in something that has meaning. So when you get to retirement, a sense of purpose and developing routines are really essential. And if you think back to, I mean, you're working, I'm working, but when we were working probably, you know, either in the corporate environment or or wherever in businesses, um, the responsibility and commitment of our work brings with it a sense of purpose and meaning. And many wannabe retirees consider retirement to be that place of utopia where we're going to live a very relaxed lifestyle with little or no responsibility or commitment. But it's only when we retire that we actually miss that feeling of responsibility and commitment. And that comes hand in hand with a sense of purpose and meaning. So retirement, you know, if you let it, can become a time of boredom and insecurity, purely because one's not used to a flexible schedule. And and, and in fact, especially men, uh, miss meetings and socializing with others in the work environment. And a lot of retirees also miss the predictability of their days and nights, which is why we, you know, we say, and I think the industry says, it's absolutely essential that before you retire, you really need to consider what brings you purpose and meaning in retirement. And, and, And if you can find that, that will bring you the joy and the happiness, and you'll also beat the retirement blues. And, you know, it could be purpose could be something maybe related to your passion. It could be something that includes a combination of maybe your skills, your passion, your values. And it's, you know, finding and maintaining your sense of purpose is not necessarily easy. It really does demand discipline and takes time and commitment and uh, also needs practice. But I think if you all you need to do is you may need to maintain your positive attitude and zest for life and explore your dreams do things like increase your knowledge, join a worthy cause, stay in shape, health prioritization, that's hugely important. Um, increase your social circle and refocus your life. I mean, you can actually do it. And, and you know, if you feel that you need help and you don't know where to start, a life coach or a retirement coach can assist you with all of that. So, yeah, I, I just think that your your purpose in retirement, if it lands up being mentoring or making a living out of your passion or using your skills and expertise to bolster your pension, you know, whether it's higher learning, traveling, gardening, helping others, you know, in all likelihood, you're going to have to make some sacrifices to make it a part of your life. But the one thing is certain, if you can pursue that sense of purpose and devote your time and your energy and your resources to fulfilling purposeful activities and interests, your retirement is going to be vastly rewarding. Thank you for that explanation. Now we come to longevity, which is a new buzzword. Could you tell us what the difference is between aging and longevity? Yeah, also an interesting question and something I took a long time to 
really come to terms and understand. So I think this is my understanding of it. It's, it's uh, I think there are subtle differences. So in my understanding, aging means the gradual decline of physical and mental capacity, uh, which means a growing risk of disease and I guess eventually death. But longevity means living a long life. So the length of the lifespan is independent of the biological aging process. And longevity is happening because of science and because so many are making a conscious effort to these days to improve their health. I'm sure you know, you see it amongst your friends and yourself that, you know, people are starting to, you know, when they get to that age group, sit up and think, yo, I need to do something with my with my lifestyle here. Mm. But it's a yeah, it's a known fact that people throughout the world are living longer and children born today are probably going to live to longer than 100 but it's actually a real challenge, and, and the government and society need to prepare for this challenge. So in my eyes, the longer you're preparing for longevity, for example, eating healthily, being conscious of your physical movement, uh, developing healthy sleep patterns, trying to make sure you have less stress, and developing purpose in one's life, all of that's going to assist in, in, in living a, a longer but healthier life. But the other thing is there are other problems that come with longevity. Living longer means you need to be prepared financially. So what does that mean? Do you need to work longer, be debt-free, invest for longer? But how does one work for longer? So you've got to prepare for it. Again, we get back to that, you know, that preparation stage. You, you need to learn if you've been, if you haven't been an entrepreneur or run any kind of business, you need to learn more skills. You need to learn how to run a business. You need to learn how to be an entrepreneur. So, you know, I think that way one can work for as long as you're able to without the organization retiring you to a specific, uh, specific age and kind of, you know, showing the door and saying, char, and thank you for 50 years. But it's, uh, you know, if one hasn't saved and hasn't prepared financially, you've got to think of alternative methods of uh, financing yourself through that last third stage of life. You mentioned that some younger people sign up for the You've Earned It platform. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it, Mariette? I think first we need to remember that 60 pluses have been online for over 40 to 50 years. And uh, the World Wide Web, I think, came about around in the late 1980s. But we've reached a stage where older people... Um, especially those who are starting to retire, aren't necessarily able to keep up with the rate of tech. So we find in, in, you know, that many 60-pluses are tech-savvy, some to a point. But why I'm telling you this is because you've earned it does have quite a lot of younger people signing up on behalf of their older parents, especially those who might be in rural areas who might not necessarily be computer literate. Um, and those who can't afford to keep up with technology and get new technology. So that's why the younger people sign up. We also got younger people in the probably the pre-retirement age group signing up, the 40 to 50-year-olds. And, and many of uh, the 40 to 50-year-olds that sign up, sign up to get benefit from the articles that are published. So kind of like preparing for the post-retirement stage of their lives. That's excellent because, as you said, anyone who talks about retirement will tell you that you need to start preparing for it years before it happens. Absolutely. I mean, it's my two sons. Uh, uh, we've spoken about it and my younger one especially. He started saving for retirement from the very first job he got and he takes it very seriously. And I think it's hugely important. I mean, it's uh, and, and don't delve into those retirement savings as you go along.
easier said than done, hey? Easier said than done. It's easier said than these done. days. Yeah. yeah. Which leads us to the challenges that this demographic, the 60 pluses, experience. Well, so many challenges for this age group. I call them unique retirement challenges because there are so many issues that one has to go through as you age. But let's start, let's go back to the tech challenges first. There are a few pointers, so a few things. So let me start with tech and we'll move on to health and housing, etc. But tech, there's a, a term called the digital divide. I don't know if you've heard about that. No, but you mentioned it and I actually had to go look it up. Oh, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's quite interesting because a partner in the industry and I did some research last year to look at the digital divide. And But the digital divide refers to the gap between 50 pluses, going back to 50 pluses, their ability to access information and communication technologies and their use of the internet for a wide variety of activities. Sure, so the, the research is very interesting. So on the plus side, we found that many 50 pluses have been forced to adapt to technology, you know, things like online banking, online shopping, that kind of thing. And our main findings were that the, the high cost of data, inadequate digital skills, and many other key barriers and challenges prevent South African 50 pluses from keeping up to date with the world of technology. And we found that the majority of South African seniors are not enjoying the benefit of new technologies purely because they're not at ease with it. And some can't afford to be online. And, uh, you know, if we don't step in now and take South African senior citizens into consideration when it comes to the online space, we're going to run the risk of shutting seniors out from society and worsen an already very worrying trend of isolation and loneliness amongst the elderly. And I think COVID, you know, had a lot to do with that. But, you know, another on the plus side, people are very keen to learn and they'd really like to improve their digital literacy skills. But then we come across the barriers because they can't afford it. Uh, there's lack of self-confidence and there's also fear. And there's a lot of fear from uh, older people being online. And another thing we found that uh, 60 pluses are crying out for tech support call lines, which are tailored to older adults who are less familiar with the Internet. And that's things like, you know, if you have to go and do some, I think banks have probably got it more right than certain other places, but say you have a problem understanding how um, the app works for online shopping, you know, they, they, they need to, it needs to be easy for them to actually get a person on the other end of the line to be able to talk them through how it works. Mm. And um, if you need a cell phone and you go into a cell phone shop, I know uh, the partner that we did the digital divide research with, she, she often quotes a similar example, that you go into a cell phone shop and you get rattled off a whole number of different items and what you should do, and you get completely confused by it, you need somebody to take age into consideration and talk you through things slowly and explain to you the benefits and what will work for you and how things work. Yeah, we found the tech challenges are really quite something. So yeah, then shall I move on to health challenges? Yes, please. Okay, cool. Uh, well, let's, let's face it. I think we all know as we start... Uh, hitting our 50s and 60s, that ageing is really not for sissies. But getting older doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a whole slew of medical conditions or a poor quality of life, but one is more susceptible to these conditions and diseases you age. So it's why we can't reiterate enough, nurture your health from a young age. And if you've got listeners who have tuned into this and, and, and you're not young, start now. 
I think the better we look after ourselves, the easier aging will be. But not in all cases, but in many. And within the health challenge, you know, healthcare expenses are ridiculously expensive, and that can have a negative effect on on um, individuals and families, and also communities. Even the gut, you know, ultimately the government and the world. Healthcare expenses are huge. And then another health challenge is depression and retirement. And that's actually one of the number one conditions amongst new retirees. And the stats show, this is quite a staggering stat, 40% of new retirees suffer from depression. And these are the retirees who are not prepared for retirement. People who felt like they've lost their identity and they feel bereft when, when they retire. And I kind of think I always say there should be support group for new retirees so they're not alone to sort out that sense of separation. So mm-hmm. that's quite a, a harsh one and a very real challenge. And another health challenge is loneliness. Um, and as I said earlier, COVID didn't really help in this regard. And I think that's because, you know, retirement is often construed as utopia, the promised land. And in reality, new retirees often feel down, lonely. They've got a sense of loss, a sense of separation. And it's a challenge that could be alleviated to a point if we actually had support groups for new retirees. And then, of course, the other one that we all know about is uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. Those are serious health challenges worldwide. And I was looking up the stats the other day, and in South Africa alone, I've read that more than 4.4 million people over the age of 60 are suffering from Alzheimer's and proxy 190,000 living with dementia. That's a serious amount of people. You know, so, so you ask yourself, are there preventative measures that one can take? And, and, and the best we can come up with is you need to exercise your mind by continued personal learning. You know, do things like mind games, crossword puzzles, Sudoku. Go and learn a language. Um, do multiplication in your mind. Sit your grandchildren down, play video games with them. And even using the Internet is said to boost brain power by uh, apparently it stimulates centers in the brain that control decision making and complex reasoning. So come and join. You've earned it. Come and read all our articles and you'll be reading and online at the same time. So there we go. Mm. (laughs) So, yeah, there's a lot of challenges. I've got about three more to go. I mean, have we got time for me to go through these? Yes, we do. Okay, cool. Okay, the next one I've got on my list, it's the housing challenge. And sure, Marriott, that's actually quite a, a hot topic amongst uh, this age group. You might have heard the stories, you know, there's I've just put my name on a waiting list for a XX retirement village and I'm number 1950 on the list, that kind of thing. So there's lots of there are multiple challenges within the housing industry and or housing challenge within retirement. And, um, you know, things like also to downsize or not. That is the question, but we need to declutter first. Another challenge, where are we going to live? Where will I live if my health deteriorates? Do I age in place? You know, that that means like, do I stay in the family home? Uh, Do I need to live close to medical facilities? Do I need to, you know, find a retirement place that's close to my family? And I think people all know that generally family homes get just get too big for one to manage as one gets older. And there's also the impracticalities of living in a family home. I mean, the cost of maintenance becomes a financial burden when one is on a fixed or limited pension and rooms in the house don't get used and and one just often yearns for a a simpler, uncluttered life. I think the older you get, 
you actually you want simple in your life you want simplicity you want you don't want stuff it's actually relationships that mean a lot more and then another thing within the the housing challenge context is moving from the family home i mean after 30 or 40 years being in the family home that can be a complete emotional roller coaster so you know and one needs to try and get emotionally ready to move on and also get your financials in order because you know you've got the cost of you know the total cost of downsizing there's lots of hidden expenses so our advice is you know consult a kind of financial advisor for assistance in crunching the numbers because it's probably been a while since you last bought a home and there are so many costs to consider things like um legal fees uh, state agent commission moving costs levies if you're moving into a retirement village or home maintenance security and uh, and a financial advisor can walk you through that huge financial decision in fact we're about to publish it's called wise why eyes guide to choosing a retirement home or village and i think that's actually it's very long but i think it's a real must read uh, lots of good information in that article but yeah so that covers the the housing challenge in a nutshell and let's talk about the just the retirement challenge and that's a, another hot topic and and i said earlier 6% of south africans can't afford to retire so it's really becoming dinner table talk about you know how one can bring in an income well well past the retirement age in order to, to bolster your retirement savings so i think the the bottom line is that many south africans will be forced to consider working well beyond their official retirement date just to exist and and also we've got the major challenge of the excessive unemployment rate but look it's not all doom and gloom Let, let's get positive here today 65 is the new 55 it it's you know 65 is no longer the onset of old age we say it's more the beginning of middle age or that doesn't sound like fun either but anyway <laughs> <laughs> the uh but today's 65 year old really mostly has a has a zest for life and and plenty of stamina and uh lots of inclination as well as an probably the necessity to work so why not consider the opportunity to embark on your second career and you know if you do that you can fuel your passion work on your terms set your own schedule and use your skills for the greater good and uh, it's very likely that you have a longer life expectancy plus a drive towards healthy living and put all that together and couple it with the fact that you you probably have to fund your uh, lifestyle in the last third of your age you've got to fund your medical aid and with all of that you've got a recipe for success so if the majority of south african over 60s were to follow that recipe it would have a huge impact on the economy you know what choices does one have and you know one can you can reinvent yourself as a consultant in your area of expertise you can become a mentor and i mean there's so much value in in retirees knowledge and talent and their experience their energy and their wisdom and their skills and you 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 can become an entrepreneur taking all of that into consideration and 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 start your own small business so there's that and then we come to the retirement age challenge which is a real bugbear with me because i really believe that retirement is becoming an archaic concept and i believe that retirement should go the way of the dodo bird mm-hmm. and uh you know like it should disappear into extinction and it's interesting because many countries are looking at the retirement age of their citizens and in in several countries the retirement age has already been increased but raising the retirement age to 70 odd in south africa is a double edged sword uh, because of that we spoke about earlier that the severe unemployment rate but 
on the other side of the sword, not raising the retirement age also has such a big impact on the economy because the government uh, is struggling with limited resources and they're struggling with a pressured public purse. And worldwide, governments are struggling to support a, a growing older population. And it's interesting, retirement, it's, it's I don't know if people know this, but um, I was quite staggered when I, I, I read about this. Retirement is right up there in the top 10 of life's most stressful events. And there's something called the, apparently, the life event scale. And it's used by psychologists to determine stress levels. And retirement, they have discovered, is rated in the 10 most stressful events you can experience. It's behind the death of a spouse or a divorce, but it's ahead of the birth of a baby or the death of a close friend. Now, that I didn't know. I know. It's fascinating, isn't it? It's mm. uh, So you can see that challenges in retirement are absolutely they're numerous. And that's why we have a lot of uh, topics to cover on You've Earned It and try and find, you know, come up with solutions and, and, and talk about people's stories and that kind of thing. It strikes me just now that you're actually um, publishing a magazine, you know? Yeah, I wish I could afford it because that would be great, even to have an online magazine. There's so much to, yeah. maybe we can talk about that, Mariette. <laughs> no, I, I was just thinking when one goes onto the website with a wide variety of topics, I now realize that you, you are actually playing that game. Yeah, and, and, and I think it, that they're important things. And of course, you know, when, you, when you're younger and you're growing up, you see your parents' age, but you don't necessarily think of all these challenges that, that can happen. They don't necessarily happen. I mean, some people sail through it, but others don't. And I think that 40% of retirees in depression is a very real figure. Mm -hmm. And whether it's short-lived or whether one has to go and get help. Um, and that's why I keep reiterating that support groups would be, I'd love to have a place on You've Earned It where, where we could actually have our own support groups where people can come and chat together about the challenges that they're facing. And uh, because they're definitely in this uh, third part of your life, it's... Um, there are definitely unique challenges that have to be dealt with by a lot of people. Yeah, that would be a wonderful thing if the groups could could get online. Now, how do you advertisers benefit from your platform, Marilyn? No, that that's that's always a challenge. My business partner always says to me, "You're actually you've got two audiences. You've got your um, your advertisers and you've got your audience." and yeah, it, it is a challenge. But anyway, let's look at the stats of this demographic first, which I haven't actually talked about before, and they're actually really interesting. And I think we spoke about earlier, I told you we've got a silver tsunami. But in South Africa, according to Stats SA, there are approximately 7 million South African 60 pluses, and that accounts for 9% of South Africa's population. And that, Marriott, is forecast to reach 16% by the year 2050. Sure. So it's a it's a generation of 60 pluses that has massive potential and it's one of the most exciting growth markets available to brands today. And um, we say that the silver economy, which you spoke about earlier, represents a powerful market for brands, which is growing both in numbers and value, but it remains largely untapped in terms of its consumer potential. So you've earned it can provide brands with the opportunity uh, to connect with the 60 plus market. And, you know, we have a good insight as to what this generation needs, and we can offer a guaranteed reach to over 104,000 60 pluses, and that number is, is, is regularly going up. 
And on the counter side, let's just go back to brands first. If a brand has some kind of offer or benefit for this age group, you know, if you can talk about anything, about wills, about uh, estates, about, oh, I mean, the list is endless. We've got a space for you. And if you've got a great offer, if you can afford to put out an offer to this age group, if it's a, a restaurant or an accommodation place, if you can afford maybe a mid midweek discount, which doesn't interfere with your other customers, and you can put bums in beds, basically, and have, uh, you know, people at restaurants eating um, because you're offering a lower price to 60 plus as well. That is, to me, is, isn't that worthwhile? Yeah, so on the counter side, we've got 60 pluses themselves can benefit enormously from signing up to You've Earned It. Firstly, we don't charge for it, so there's no cost to signing up. And with that, you're going to get all the, you know, lots of relevant, informative and interesting articles and many of those articles are going to be speaking to the challenges that we've spoken about today and the pain points that this demographic goes through. And in addition, the 60 pluses will be first in the know to receive information on uh, senior citizen discount savings and benefits. And we've got some awesome offers on our platform. And I think the other thing that we've recently, our latest initiative, the WhatsApp groups, that is proving to be very successful and very interesting. It's, I mean, a, an offer will go straight into your phone and you, you're one of the first to see it and there it sits. You know, so you, you've got it there forever. And it's proving to be people are loving it. So that's how advertisers benefit and how Converse 60 pluses benefit. How do you organize the WhatsApp groups? We've organized them into provinces. So we have WhatsApp groups for all the provinces. So if it's, for example, a national um, offer or that everybody can make use of, we'll put it into all the groups. If we have something that is very specific to Hauteng or to the Western Cape, then we will just put that offer in that group. And people have to sign up for it. We are not allowed to put people on the groups, and that's uh, one of the WhatsApp regulations. So people actually have to sign up for it. We've got uh, a link to the WhatsApp groups on our homepage and uh, a link also on our homepage just to sign up for the newsletter, which, as I said, is free, no cost. And that comes out fortnightly, except in December and January, where we do monthly editions. Yeah, so that's how one would sign up for the WhatsApp. And could you give us the address of your website, please? The address of the website is https colon slash slash, and then you've earned it spelt y-o-u-v-e dash earned e-a-r-n-e-d dash it it dot co dot za. So https colon slash slash you've earned it dot co dot today with the hyphens in between. Yes, I'll also attach the, this link to the podcast. And then could Thank you, you tell us where to find you on Facebook? Um, Google You've Earned It, it'll come up. Mm -hmm. and Or go onto Facebook and, and, and put in the search You've Earned It and it should come up. Mm -hmm. So just You've Earned It, Y-O-U-V-E, and then Earned, E-A-R-N-E-D, and then It, I-T. Yeah, and when you talk about it in short form, it's Y-E-I. Oh, yay. Yeah, and it's 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 become people are starting to notice as why I just probably less of a mouthful, I guess. Mm. <laughs> Some people call us yay and we say yay, you can call us yay, but we um, we're actually why I. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now we're coming to your tips for living a joyous and fulfilling life, Marilyn.
that's very interesting because I am, I really believe that one has to have the absolute consciousness to ensure that if you want to, of course, to live a joyous and fulfilling life. And I think life is all about choices. And I, I choose to be happy. And all of my life, I've made a, a conscious effort to keep in touch with people I love having in my life. Look, we've all got our ups and downs. And, and I must say the last couple of years for me has been a bit down in terms of my health. I, I've had a few health issues, but the, with the help of my amazing husband and fabulous friends, I'm getting through it. And uh, I had my op earlier this year and I went in with a very positive attitude. And it really was interesting, Mariette. I'm quite certain that having me having a positive attitude going into a serious operation mm. actually helped my friends to come on that journey with me because I wasn't being down negative about it. So in a way, this time has been a bit of a blessing in that I've reflected on my life and I have more clarity as to what I want to do for the rest of my life, but I choose to be happy. So that makes the difference. And then what makes me happy? And sadly, it's something I haven't been able to do for a while, but watch this space. I'm planning on parting up a storm next year. And but we love going to the bush. My husband and I, we brought our kids up going to the bush. We love the game reserves and Kruger in particular. And and going to the bush and it gives me that simultaneous feeling of you can almost feel it's very palpable. The stress is rushing out of your body. And that makes us very happy and joyful. So I hope to be able to get, get to the bush next year. And that is one of my very much happy places. And I think everybody has their own. I mean, everybody has their own place that makes them happy. And for me, in terms of fulfilling life, look, I've been very blessed. I've always loved my work. When I was at UCT, I loved that job. I loved the encounters with the academics, with the staff, with the um, the people that came for interviews. I was in recruitment. I loved it. The I was in academic recruitment. And um, But then I took early retirement to follow the You've Earned It dream. And I've loved doing that, but I've, I've loved doing that since I've done it. And look, it's very stressful. It gives me lots of gray hairs. Mm. But I think in general, I'm following my passion. And my one of my passions and it has always been my passion is research and writing. And, and that really does fulfill me. So I think that, you know, in terms of fulfilling life, one really needs to find that passion and be able to live it in some way and uh, and be active in it. So those are my three points. Sort of be happy, do what makes you happy. and uh, in terms of your social life and holidays or whatever whatever it is that makes you happy. And in your work, you need to, especially in that last third of your life, try and find the kind of work that makes you feel happy and fulfilled. Thank you. I couldn't agree more. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. <laughs> May I ask you a fun question? You can. hope I can answer it. We're going to the realm of the imagination, Marilyn. And my question okay. is, if you were a seed to be planted in rich and fertile soil, what kind of seed would you like to be? That's, that's relatively easy. Mm. I would like, my favorite color is yellow, so it would have to have a yellow flower, because, and that also to me represents happiness. And I would say... I would like to be a flower such as a rose or a tulip. And the reason being roses are very close to my heart, as are tulips, because my part of my family, my eldest son and my grandchildren are in the Netherlands. So I've come to love tulips because that's representative of the Netherlands. 
So I think if I was a seed to be planted, you can plant a yellow rose. Mm. And I hope it grows. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Marilyn, for giving us so many insights. It's been such a pleasure, really. Yes, I think I really understand the world of 60 pluses better. And since I'm navigating that world, I do hope that many listeners are also going to have the, the insights that I got today. Thank you. It is such a pleasure. And uh, thank you so much for the opportunity, Mariette, for inviting us onto your platform. And uh, yeah, I, I invite all your listeners, if they're not part of You've Earned It already, come and sign up, enjoy. There's Learn a lot along the way. Have some fun. We have great competitions as well. And uh, know you're not alone. All your fellow 60 plus as well, many of them are, are going through similar challenges to what, you're, what you are. And uh, come and join us at You've Earned It. We would love to have you with us. Thank you. And to add to that, to our listeners, it was good of you to join us. And if you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you care about. I'd really appreciate it if you'd rate Calm, Clear and Helpful where you download your podcasts. If you'd like a more fulfilling relationship with your beloved, if you wish parenting could be easier, or if you're interested in improving your emotional well-being, you're welcome to visit my website, marietsneeman.co.za for free articles and podcast episodes. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me and the music is by Mart-Marie Sneeman. Catch you next Tuesday at 9.00.